0: Welcome back to our Ukraine-Russia conflict podcast, and here is another segment where we're going to talk about Mr. Zelensky and the idea of him being a quote-unquote puppet, but puppet of whom? That might be the question we want to ask ourselves, maybe of a lot of people, but ultimately of the spiritual forces of the darker variety which might control various factions that would seem to be at odds with each other, like we talked about previously. And speaking of our last segment, one thing I wanted to add to the idea of neo-Nazis in the Ukrainian army. Well, we established all of that already, but there's an interesting video that I came across that I believe, again, is from the Jimmy Dore show He was showing an NBC host talking about how Putin is the real evil and that we, meaning the West, are the good guys. But there is this kind of lesser evil with the neo-Nazis in the military in Ukraine. So apparently they're now identifying that there are neo-Nazis in the Ukrainian army. But having a war with Putin, well, he's the worst of it. He's the worst evil. And he says, quote, Sometimes you need some ambiguity in these matters when you're on the good side and you're fighting the real evil, that is Putin. And the lesser evil, you can be a little ambiguous of dealing with neo-Nazis in Ukraine. And it's fine to use them or align with them. Let's be a little ambiguous about evil when it comes to neo-Nazis in Ukraine. Let's just not worry about that because we're using them to fight the real evil, which is Putin. That was basically the viewpoint of this NBC host. I guess it's Chuck Todd. I'll link the video. It's called Nazis, not as evil as Putin, says NBC host. So let's get into Mr. Zelensky. Now there's an interesting video I found by Radio Free Europe or Radio Liberty. Now this is, as far as I understand, an American-backed or pro-American media broadcasting center or something of the like. So the point is, they are pro-Ukraine. They are against Putin and they show a lot of footage from the Ukrainian side and they're showing different bombings of buildings and stuff like that and trying to show you how bad Russia is. And again, we're not downplaying the warring going on there, but we're saying there's a much bigger picture here. So they cannot be claimed of having Russian bias and they did a very interesting segment on Zelensky's quote unquote oligarch connection. Once again, I'll link the video, but I'm going to summarize what they tell you. And then I investigated some of the figures that they mentioned, and everything seemed to corroborate. So let's talk a little bit about how Zelensky got into power, or who seemed to be his backers. So first of all, he's an actor, entertainer, and comedian who played a president on TV who became a real president. Or is he a real president, quote-unquote? Yeah. Uh, is this like a wag the dog situation? It's almost kind of comical if you think about it. And we'll talk about some of his uh, entertaining segments and how sketchy they are later. But again, we're just following this video for right now. But apparently there's this billionaire in Ukraine named Ihor Kolomoysky, something like that. I'm sure I'm butchering these names again, but... He's like the backer behind this Zelensky guy, and he's part of the production company of the TV series where Zelensky is playing a president on TV, and so that's his connection to this guy, this television media connection. Now, Zelensky and Kolomoysky's political connections have been denied by them, but this video investigative report Uh, suggests otherwise, so you can watch it and decide for yourself, but there are some things they bring up that are very interesting. One of them is that this billionaire guy provided security, lawyers, transportation, meaning fancy cars, and also bodyguards, perhaps so, I don't know, neo-Nazis can't get him or whoever else, I'm not sure. Apparently this is all for just his television relationship, right? But regardless, on March 31st when he was elected, uh, Poroshenko the previous president called him Kolomoysky's puppet and he said I am not shy about saying this so this is the guy that Obama was backing and took over after the 2014 coup uh, for you know the period leading up to uh, Zelensky's election in what is it 2019 and also consider that Zelensky and Kolomoysky, like we mentioned before uh, are from Jewish families but seem to be of the liberal variety that probably don't believe in the commandments because, well, we're going to see some shady stuff, and then obviously we're going to see some very strange and LGBT-esque music videos that Zelensky's a part of and Dancing with the Stars. And recall the quote from Rudy Giuliani, I'm more Jewish than George Soros is, so that's the point here. And We mentioned liberal, quote-unquote, Catholics like Biden, Pelosi, Podesta, Newsom, Cuomo, we're lumping them all in as the same types of people rebelling against their tradition. So we're not promoting some liberal Jewish conspiracy here. They're just other players amongst others, and that is the common denominator. They're rebelling against the Ten Commandments and what they're supposed to adhere to if they're adhering to their religion, right? So with that being said, consider all this with George Soros, uh, another one of those types, and consider... Soros escaping Nazi Germany, but also acting like a Nazi to get out and not really having remorse over that. We talked about that video. Now we're going to ask if some of these liberal Jews are working with Nazis in Ukrainian army or are aware of them and aren't really doing anything about it, but want to call everybody else a Nazi, right? The uh, Christian regimes or or Putin or whoever, uh, that's another issue. And then Giuliani and Trump are also involved in some way, with Zelensky, and it has to do with the Russian collusion investigation. That's something I'll talk about later. I'm not an expert on it. I just wanted to note it uh, and just mention it's a thing. I don't know exactly how it plays into all of this. But setting that aside, let's continue on with this investigation on the uh, Radio Free Europe. Now, apparently, even the USA in 21 banned this Kolomoisky guy, Zelensky's backer, by the U.S., secretary of state so this would be under the biden regime for quote significant corruption so once again the usa is denouncing certain ukrainian people whether it's neo-nazi the azov or whatever factions uh, military training and whatever um but if this guy is backing Zelensky, why are we all of a sudden going pro ukraine and yay zelensky's he's a hero Like all of a sudden, all these groups that have been denounced over the last, I don't know, six, seven years are totally fine, totally cool. Don't worry about it because we got to get the bad man Putin. He's the evilest of the evil. He's even more evil than Nazis. (laughs) So again, go figure measuring the same standards of judgment. That's what Christ says. And you'll be judged by them. And if these standards are so out of whack, you have a little bit of an idea of what judgment might be coming back. And that's what's A little frightening about this, but setting that aside for now, let's continue. And Mr. Kolyamoysky or whatever, apparently Putin doesn't like him very much either. But you can't accuse Vladimir Putin of being an anti-Semite in this situation because the reason he doesn't like him, or at least one of them, is there was a scam that this uh, Kolyamoysky guy ran on another Jew, a Russian Jewish businessman named Roman abramovich he's a a businessman politician in russia he also uh, is a dual citizen of israel i guess a lot of these guys are now again we're not trying to say because somebody's from israel uh, they're bad Uh, we don't want to be short-sighted about this there's different factions within uh, the nation of israel obviously there's a history of some problems that we've talked about but setting that aside we're taking this on an individual basis these, uh, nation affiliations do matter, but why do they matter? And there's going to be different people within different factions fighting with each other. And here's an instance where you have two Jewish guys with Israeli connections that are, uh, against each other, or one's taking advantage of another one in these shady business deals. So there's no Jewish conspiracy here is two Jewish guys at odds with each other. And then Putin's in the middle and he's siding with a guy who got screwed over by this, Kolomoisky guy, right? Now, calling him a unique crook, I'd say maybe has another layer to it. I don't know if Putin meant it this way, but remember, if we got a Jewish businessman and he's going to enlist perhaps Nazi soldiers, that's certainly a unique kind of crook. We'll leave it at that. So this Abramovich guy took this deal with uh, Kolomoisky because he didn't think it would be possible he could be screwed over by him. Maybe he thought because he's another Jewish Israeli guy that he wouldn't screw him over. I don't know. And so Putin kind of thinks Abramovich got had by him and doesn't even know why he dealt with him in the first place. So there's an interesting relationship there. So Putin is not a fan of this dude who's backing Zelensky, thinks he's a crook. Now, unsurprisingly, Kolomoysky does not like Putin either, or Russian, particularly Russian separatists, as we'll find out. So what happened was, in 2014, when we had the coup performed by the Euromaidan group with the combination of commies and Nazis working together, but Nazis taking credit for the victory, like we talked about in the last video, well, this led to Kolomoisky getting into public office shortly after this revolution, and this is, again, when the The revolution toppled the Kremlin-friendly president, Viktor Yanukovych. And so Kolyamoysky was supported as governor in this region that he grew up in. Uh, It's just a, a region of Ukraine, like a state in the United States, right? Just a governor that's governing a territory in the U.S. So he's governing a territory in Ukraine, and it's his native territory where he grew up. Now, what's important is if I look on the map, this territory is right on the border where all the action is, and where Donbass is, and all these Russian separatists are bordering with Russia. And this is where all the persecution is said to have been taken place by the Russians, saying that there's, you know, genocide, and these Ukrainian Nazis are performing real crimes, right? So this guy's right on the border of that. So the more successful he is at dealing with that, the more he can drive them out of these mid-parts of Ukraine. That's kind of the point here. So here's some interesting things about him being supported as governor. There's a interesting article I found from the Daily Beast, which is certainly not going to be favorable to Putin or the Russian regime. So in this article, it talks about how Kolyamoysky was supported as governor Because the citizens like that he is anti-Putin. And basically, even if he uses Nazis or sketchy people to protect them from the Russian separatists and Russia and Putin himself, they really don't care if he's compared to Hitler. Like, people apparently are comparing Kolomoisky to Hitler. So just like the NBC host or the the talking head, whoever he was, uh, Chuck Todd, they would rather hang out with Nazis, real Nazis, than be ruled over by Vladimir Putin. This kind of reminds me in an ironic way of the cry of Byzantium that says they'd rather be ruled over by the, the Ottoman Turks than by the papacy. And the Ottoman Turks are really horrible if you look into their history, especially in the earlier times when they first arose and all the slave trade and all these sorts of things that I've talked about elsewhere. So the citizens in this province that are backing Kolomoisky don't really care if he rules it like a Nazi because he's doing what um, Zelensky's accused of doing, censoring opposition, gaining control of the media, all these sorts of things. So it's kind of funny. You wonder where Zelensky's getting those tactics from, because remember, this guy is governing back in 2014 until he's going to be deposed a little later, which we'll talk about. So here's some quotes from these citizens that support this guy. Putin is a hopelessly barbaric leader. And they call him a madman who wants to take over everything they own. And apparently there's a private army that Mr. Koylomoisky has, which we'll talk about, um, that is helping to keep out Putin. And this is why he's compared to Hitler. Koylomoisky is. And they don't really mind. Uh, Apparently one restaurant owner says, as long as he prevents war here, I don't care if he's compared to Hitler. So like we said, they're choosing Nazis over Putin and Russian Christianity. Now, I don't know if that's selective interviewing, if that's the sentiments of most people in that province or region. Uh, I'm not sure, but I'm just saying that this is coming from the article. So they were willing to side with Nazis, at least over there way back when, and now the West is willing to side with them or downplay their Nazism or their evil in order to attack Putin. So continuing, Kolomoisky has some connections in Switzerland, particularly in 2018. I guess he gets some property over there. Um, and this is interesting because Switzerland, all of a sudden, they're not neutral anymore. We've always historically known Switzerland as being neutral in all these wars, these world wars, and now that World War III might break out, all of a sudden they're taking sides and they're going against Putin. And I wonder if this guy maybe has something to do with that because he's super rich and super influential. And we're going to see some of his connections we have here as we go through this. I don't know if that's a coincidence or not. You can figure it out. So apparently, Kolomoisky is an arch foe of Poroshenko, the uh, president before Zelensky. And Poroshenko kind of took him out in a way, uh, some of his corruption, as we'll see. So Kolomoisky is described as one of the richest men in Ukraine. He owns petroleum, metals in, in these businesses, and media, of course. And in the 1990s, he also set up a bank, which became one of the largest financial institutions in Ukraine. And what happened was Poroshenko's government seized control of this bank in 2016, and they claimed that it was embezzling billions of dollars. Now, the accusations, of course, are denied by Kolomoysky, and he just try to fight it in court to get it back? Is this Satan casting out Satan? Is Poroshenko right in this? Was he just trying to confiscate it to get some money? I don't know. These are all things you can look further into. But the point is, this guy is seen as very corrupt and embezzling stuff and uh, probably not a good dude. And if even the Biden government has banned him uh, for significant corruption, then that probably means something. So the next point about Kolomoysky. He wanted to be part of the Europe and NATO, which is exactly what Putin does not want to have happen. And we've explained some of the reasons for that. And these are some of the fears of what Zelensky's trying to do. So what Zelensky's trying to do seems to be all the things that Kolomoisky has wanted. Funny how that works. If Especially if he's seen as his backer and, you know, Zelensky's his puppet, that would make a lot of sense. Now, a quick reminder the idea of joining NATO and being part of NATO is the opposite of the Nazi plans, like that guy who was the head of C-14 we talked about, who was telling all, but he doesn't mind taking NATO's weapons and you know being their uh, yes-men and their um, go-getters, the one who actually performed the revolutions, because they like killing people for fun. Um, so we know that side of the story. Now, as soon as Kolomoisky got into office, he started to finance volunteer army units or policing units, now this is important, to fight against Russian separatists that had seized control in certain areas. Remember, he's right on the border of where all the battling is going on and Putin is saying genocide is happening against these Russians. So perhaps in comes the Nazi battalions, because remember, this is when they were all said to have entered the army or got their access point in in 2014 after the revolution. They got into all the police forces and the military organizations. So if you're going to finance a private army, who better than all of these Nazis that are ready and willing to fight? So here is a Jewish liberal who probably calls everyone else a Nazi that doesn't agree with him. I would just assume because that's what tends to happen. And even Catholics will do this. So, again, not saying only the Jews do this, but the Catholic liberals like to call everybody else a Nazi too. Um, Even traditional Catholics have actually had this happen because I said that Gnostics were heretics, but because I used the word heretic, that meant I was a Nazi or was like them. Back to the point. So Kolyamoysky's enlisting this private army to go track down these Russian separatists, and that's exactly what is the problem. That's exactly the persecution that we talked about. And perhaps if that video was true about crucifying and burning a Russian Christian, that's the type of stuff we're talking about. So Kolyamoysky was given the credit for preventing these separatists from coming into his own region by using Nazis. And people were alleging that Kolyamoysky was building his own personal private army, not just for the governmental affairs he was trying to deal with. Remember that. That's going to be very important in the next sequence of this saga. So what happened was in March 2019, there were armed men, hmm, maybe his private army, that occupied a state-owned oil company in Kiev. And apparently in this company, Kolyamoyevsky was involved in a struggle for control of this company. And this private army at this company, the media caught this uh, raid or something, this, this presence there. And basically, Kolomoisky was there and they asked him, why are you here? And he seems kind of surprised. He gets very defensive, starts cursing, and then he starts blaming everything on Russian saboteurs, right? (laughs) It's a Russian conspiracy. The Russians are here doing something and that's why we're here. Uh, It's Russian collusion. Russia man bad. Uh, You know, Putin is trying to take over this oil company, right? Just like in the 19th century where everybody blamed everything that happened to them. It was bad on a Jesuit conspiracy. Even if there wasn't a Jesuit in sight. And even if the Jesuits were underground on the run for their lives. It's all the Jesuits, right? So, you can imagine how this ended. This was the incident that led to Poroshenko dismissing him as governor. Uh, Kolomoisky offered to step down because he knew he was caught red-handed. And then he moved to Switzerland. Now, consider that Poroshenko is the one who dismissed him and was suspicious of him. And this is the very year that Poroshenko lost and Zelensky became the new president. And he adopts all of these policies and ideas that Kolyamoysky wanted or or pushed for. Is that a coincidence, especially considering this guy's influence and people are saying that uh, political opposition was silenced, the media stations, which again, Kolyamoysky is tied to all this media company, um, they, they all centralized everything so there was one narrative it turned into a police state i guess and if he's got his own private army he's got all these connections to all these different things media especially it doesn't take a genius to figure out that there's something very funny going on here in this presidential quote-unquote election so are there any other ties to kolyamoysky and zelensky well here's where it gets a little more interesting but still circumstantial right um, Zelensky ends up traveling to where Koylamoyski happens to live. And this is because this media group investigated his uh, flight log or something like that. And so Koylamoyski lived in Geneva, Switzerland for a few years. And Zelensky just happened to visit Geneva 10 times. That's a lot, especially within just a couple of years. And then Koylamoyski moved to Tel Aviv, Israel. And then Zelensky just so happens to go there three times. Um, So did they meet? Uh, It is known that Zelensky attended a birthday party for Kolymoiski. The details are very wishy-washy. He's trying to kind of deny ties to him. And the uh, interview that happens from the uh, Radio Free Europe that they're calling Kolymoiski, asking him about stuff, uh, he seems to get very paranoid in the interview. They have it recorded in the video. He says, this feels like an interrogation by a policeman. (laughs) But Kolomoisky assures them that the relationship is only professional, and he's only helping him in media and television, not in politics. In other words, I'm only helping him to play a president on TV, not in real life. We'll let you decide if that's the case, but let's just do a little recap of why this is important. Kolomoisky ruled like Hitler, apparently, but since that kept out Putin, the citizens didn't care. And he had his own private army that he was recruiting during a time when all of these Nazis were entering the military in Ukraine. And he considers himself Jewish. He lives in Israel. He gives lots of money and backing and he wants to join NATO. And these Nazis know they're getting stuff from NATO or, you know, people connected to them, but they don't really care because they seem to think that they're going to take over all these weapons and NATO is going to go away as well. it's it's just, you can't even make this stuff up. So is this guy like a much lesser known George Soros? That's what I would ask. They have no problem utilizing Nazis, if possible, to do their bidding, despite their Jewish history and lineage, as long as you're getting rid of Putin and Russian Orthodoxy. Now, there is another strange side to Zelensky. The Trump-Ukraine scandal that was part of the so-called Russian interference in the 2016 U.S. elections, this is a whole other thing. I don't know much about it. I've been looking into it. It's very confusing to me. There seem to be accusations of Zelensky possibly being used by Trump to try to investigate Hunter Biden or there was a pressure there by Rudy Giuliani And Trump is accused of kind of like withholding aid to get the bribe, which is really ironic because there's this whole story of Biden withholding aid to get what he wants in Ukraine. I'm not an expert on all these things. I don't have time to research all this stuff. These are just things I've heard. Maybe I'm not putting them together quite clearly. But this is another part it's all tied to this Ukraine thing with us and then Trump and, and Russian collusion and all those accusations, the big nothing burger, as we know. And maybe if Trump did something that seems a little unscrupulous, is that paling in comparison to all the stuff that the Bidens are connected to? Right. Um, and so the Hunter Biden laptop and Ukraine stuff seems to be involved in all of this. I'm just not sure how it all fits. And I would some You know, this is something that everybody else talks about today. I'm talking about the stuff that doesn't seem to be talked about very much with the Ukrainian Nazis and all this strangeness of Jews mixed up in it that will pull the anti-Semitic card but don't have a problem financing or working with Nazis in order to, again, attack Russia. So, let's talk a little bit more about Zelensky. And I'd like to give a little caveat here. In my opinion, and you can have a different opinion than this if you'd like, He seems like exactly what people say he is, a puppet. He just seems like a dude who's in way over his head. He's in acting in theater and just took the position for vanity, maybe. I don't know. And perhaps is regretting it. I don't know. Because the other thing to consider is if there's bad stuff happening with the Ukrainian army or different factions of it and what's going on right now and people aren't really being told about it. And we're going to talk more about this later. We're going to give some examples and some video footage and go back to James's article. But before we get to that, how aware of this is Zelensky? Is he ordering these things or is he even afraid perhaps of his own army because it's ran by hardcore Nazis that probably wouldn't have a problem overthrowing him if they wanted to? That is more the angle I would look at so if people are going to blame Zelensky for ordering, you know, Ukrainian troops to use citizens as human shields and trying to recruit foreign workers into their army and throwing them and arming them with AK-47s and telling them to go kill Russians and all these other screwed out things we'll talk about, I have a feeling it's probably not Zelensky doing that. He's probably scared. You know what? I won't use the word. Number two list. <laughs> so something to think about but let's go a little bit more into him. Now, he's got some really weird creepy naked store music videos. It's like super gay horrible dance music with really annoying shrill singing. It's just horrible. It's like that European techno weirdness that, you know, you find in America, but it's it's kind of like I've talked about before, especially with Mark Devlin and uh, Emily Moyer about the the weird techno scenes with transhumanism and technocracy they just seem to go together i don't know but you see that in this weird video and we'll talk about later about the transhumanist aspect and the great reset stuff that we'll get into with some of the michael matt videos but the point is there's that weird video where they're all naked and they're like bits are x'd out and then is like this short little dude dancing with this tall creepy igor looking guy on some construction tractor, and they're all naked grinding. Not, yeah, it's just whatever. <laughs> it's a thing, it's out there. It's in James's article. You can watch the video if you'd like. It's very short, but it's disturbing enough. So there's some demonic weirdness there. And then he has another video that's like some Duhas Ramstein bondage homosexual weirdness going on. And it's just kind of creepy. Um, but that's another thing he's done. So there's that whole thing. I guess that's what he was doing before he became president of a country that's right in the middle of this crazy global battle. (laughs) Not the guy you probably want in charge. So just saying. Moving on, apparently he has banned 11 political parties in opposition to him. Now, Is this him banning or is it the people controlling him through intimidation and Nazi thugs? Something to consider. But more importantly, and relative to the demonic cry that seems to work for anything these days, is all of these parties were accused of Russian collusion. And of course, it was non-existent. And a lot of these parties hated Russia. They're probably a lot of the parties that helped them overthrow in 2014 or their successors, right? None of them wanted Russia. But if you just accuse them of Russian collusion, that's fine. And this kind of reminds me of uh, when I was researching the, the Zionism and and Nazism uh, strange relationship that we talked about it in one of the podcasts. But a lot of the Zionists would fight with each other and accuse each other of different things like the Zionists like. The whole point is that there were assimilationist Jews that didn't want to leave Germany and they thought they could assimilate to culture and that was fine. And then the Zionists wanted to completely detach and separate. The Nazis wanted them to, so they worked together to get the Jews into Palestine. They had a common goal, but they obviously hated each other. But sometimes the Zionists, when they got paranoid, they'd accuse other Zionist groups of being assimilationists. It's just a very bizarre scene. And so that kind of blanket projection seems very similar here. Same demonic body, different set of clothing, very different set of clothing. And so, apparently, this is the time that Zelensky amalgamated all the national television stations under his control, seizing complete control over the media, and then also seizing the assets of political opponents, just like one Mr. Justin Trudeau did with the trucker protests, and just like the technocracy is trying to cancel Russia now. So the technocracy is able to do all of these things and take you off Twitter or whatever media station and then get a hold of your banking accounts, right? So this apparently, quote, made it impossible for anyone to run against him. Uh, I think this is sourced from a Tucker Carlson report. I can't remember. Again, these are all in the Perloff links now. Now, Putin is accused of doing the exact same thing. Whether that happened or not, I don't know. But this gets back to the character Alexei Navalny. We talked about him in apocalyptic elections. And he's seen as, you know, some liberal democracy hero fighter by the West, generally speaking, even by groups that, you know, uh, I like. I like Epoch Times or whatever. But again, I still think many of these things are blind spots, my opinion. But remember, Navalny supported or was supported by the I can't say the name, the the Kitty riot, the lady riot group that Putin jailed that we talked about in apocalyptic elections, the radical pro-LGBT rock group that was desecrating an Orthodox cathedral in protest. And then they said, oh, we got arrested just for singing a song. That's how repressive Russia is. But they, they neglect to tell you that they were on a a sacred altar of Christ and doing an LGBT protest. That's the part that they don't tell you. But anyways, one of these riot members, the, the main one, she called Navalny her muse, her political muse, something like that. We discussed, again, all this with this resources in apocalyptic elections. The point is, this Navalny character seems a little sketchy to me in that regard. Whether he was poisoned by the Kremlin or not, you can decide. But he's pro-LGBT, and the LGBT stuff is really the main issue at hand in, in this sense, in this battle of, of Putin and in Kirill against this stuff, and we'll talk about that a little bit more later. But Zelensky supported Navalny when he was jailed, and vice versa. Navalny condemned Putin's invasion of Ukraine, and one hand washing the other here. Now, apparently, Navalny was just convicted... A fraud, according to CNN, which is very interesting timing. Um, and that's what Putin said, that he was lying about these things and maybe even poisoned himself. I don't know if he went that far or whatever. You can think what you'd like about that. If Big bad Vlad did something bad to him or this dude is a fraud like he's just been convicted of. It just seems like that's going around a lot. We had that uh, Koyla guy who was convicted and even the Biden administration didn't want to touch him. Now, probably they don't care. Um, But Navalny also, when you see him in these photos, he has like some sad, distressed look like he's in a photo op, like, oh, I'm so sad. I'm a freedom fighter. It just looks fake to me. Again, maybe I'm just reading too much into that. You can do it yourself. But I thought that that was another important thing that ties into what we talked about in apocalyptic elections. Now, let's move on to an interesting report from a French reporter. Once the war in Ukraine broke uh, broke out, she was living in Ukraine, now she's back in France. And she got an appearance on a French channel. And she was even calling Zelensky a puppet in Ukraine and kind of laughing about it on TV. Like, not crazily, but just, you know, this is just common knowledge in Ukraine. Um, And she's talking about how the root of the conflict is in 2014, when the revolution took place, right? And she says that there's 2 million Ukrainians living in horrible conditions, that this is before the war. The heating bills are horrible. They also have low wages. Most of the bills of all the people in Ukraine go to heating. Gee, sounds familiar what's happening in the United States right now uh, with all these prices increasing. Luckily, it's the end of winter. And she was thinking, she said, quote, why should we defend this puppet president and government? She's talking about Zelensky. And um the anchors are confused. They're like, "Wait, wait, you're talking about Zelensky? He's a puppet? He he's a horrible president?" Uh, he's he's not a bastion of democracy. And she's just kind of like, "No, he's just an idiot. He's a puppet. Like this is all a lie. It's a facade basically." Um and she's saying not like the one that Putin would install, uh, implying that whoever Putin would install as like a governor would be much better. <laughs> <laughs> um and these she's saying that uh, he's not democratically elected he's banning opposition journalists are disappearing just like we talked about before and just that nobody talks about it that's the reality and so this was all on a French broadcast live and the French you know anchors just can't even believe it right because we all believe that Ukraine is this amazing bastion of democracy and liberty I'm assuming they probably didn't have her back on the show continuing uh, Tulsi Gabbard, who's making a lot of waves right now, she's a person that's talked about Zelensky being a puppet and that we should not be backing this guy at all. And we're going to talk about her comments on BioLabs later. And there's all kinds of strange stuff about Zelensky being a horrible ruler. Ukraine's like one of the poorest countries becoming more authoritarian and corrupt. And again, it was all part of the Trump impeachment mess. And there's hate crimes rising against the LGBT in Ukraine, the neo-Nazi problem, journalists attacked and killed. There's more testimonies about this. Again, see uh, James's article for all the different people talking about this. So I think what we're going to do here is we're going to wrap up this segment, um, keep it just to Zelensky, and then we'll start talking about the actual war that's happening, the reasons for it. Going more into Putin's side and views on this, why he's going in, and then we'll talk about the behavior of the troops or what's being reported and which sides are reporting what things. And based upon everything that we've looked at and what has built up to this, we can take those reports and you can decide which ones you think are more accurate based upon all the different factions involved that we've discussed so far.